Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. lessons have we learned from the past few years what have we really learned as a people have we really learned don't give more power to the government because they will use it in totalitarian ways we learned that lesson have we learned the lesson that nothing is off the table as we are talking about nuclear weapons for the first time since what 1993 and it's actually possible i don't know how probable but it's it's actually possible that we could be in war with russia can what what have we actually learned do we have a learning curve on any of this i'll explain why i ask in 60 seconds I don't think we deserve dogs uh, all too few years that they are with us. Uh, we don't deserve them. You know, they love us unconditionally to death and they bring joy and friendship. Uh, that's that's hard. I mean, for for really good friends to even live, live up to. They are your your best friend. Give something back to them. Give them their health. Help them lead a happier, healthier life through a better diet. Uh, and that doesn't mean changing the food. That means giving them the supplements that you can put on their food and something that, they, that tastes good, that they like, and has all of the vitamins and minerals and probiotics and antioxidants that your dog needs. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal. It's Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. Going to give you your first bag for free. Just pay for shipping at roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. So, Stu, we are now in a position and uh, uh, it, it's, a, it's a weird place that some of these things that we thought were not going to happen. For, let me give you this. If I would have said to you, that Joe Biden is going to tell China, you better not fill in the blank or you will receive significant consequences. 
Would you have said a year ago that he's the guy to do that, that he would ever do that? No. If I told you that he was going to do that while we were being on the edge of a war with Russia, do you think you would have believed that? No. I mean, you just look at his, his actions in Afghanistan. If Correct. You, if you, I mean, it's right. Right. Totally okay. different. So you're not even going. Person. You're not even going back to the uh, to the inauguration. No. If I would have told you we were going to be possibly on the edge of war with Russia. Would you have believed that? No. I want to avoid it, especially with these people in control of Correct. what's going on. If I said that the Russians, we would be on the edge of World War III and that the country that it was going to all come down to was Ukraine and Russia was going to say that we're developing nuclear weapons with Ukraine and they're broadcasting it to all of their country would you believe that Mm. would you have believed if i said oh by the way india is gonna start to part ways with us and start to chum up with china and they will be one of the first in the world to drop the u.s dollar as the petrodollar I mean, you want to talk about something we 100% know would not have occurred with Donald Trump as president. It's that. More than any of this other stuff, Modi loved Trump. He, Modi loved Trump more than Melania does. Uh, so, I don't. I mean, they. The, there's no way he would be doing that in this situation. If I told you that Putin, his mouthpiece, said there needs to be reparations from the U.S. over sanctions... And those reparations would include not only all of Alaska, but also that they were claiming all of the Arctic and Fort Ross, California. Uh huh. I will say that one. I wouldn't even believe just before you said it. I, what, yeah. what do you mean they're claiming? Fort they're claiming Ross? Fort Ross, California. It's a small area in Sonoma County. It was what? of the Russian Empire's southernmost outpost in North America. It was sold off in 1841. They're claiming they deserve it back. I gotta say, okay. didn't know that. Didn't know didn't that. Know that wouldn't mm-hmm. have. No mm-hmm. way any of this is possible, right? None of it doesn't seem possible. How about we're up against a war and. The guy who said the next war will be fought with ones and zeros, who is also partnered now uh, with China, who has literally a skyscraper full of people whose only job is to hack into our systems here in the United States. If I told you we were on the edge of war and no one had hacked into our systems to shut things down, but anonymous has hacked into the Russian uh, the uh, Ukrainian held by the Russians power plant. Mm. <laughs> okay. How many things do we have to say that you wouldn't have believed a year ago before you start to say, I can't say that will never happen. I'm not asking you to believe anything. I'm just asking you to think differently Forget even the last month. Just the COVID experience has convinced me now that you just can't rule things out 
You can't, can't completely rule we things out. You can play probabilities still and still be right being skeptical of the worst case scenarios often. But you can't rule things out after going through that. I don't think I'll ever do it so again. So on COVID, I said in that January before it hit here, don't fear the virus. Fear the economic consequences that are going to come from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, I, I said, look at they're locking people into their houses. Quote, that would never happen here, right? It did. It did. Here's one thing that I'll share with you that um, is a massive change in me. Massive change. For 20 years, I've been trying to put a puzzle together without even knowing what the puzzle pieces were. I remember when I first started this, I put up on my chalkboard in my office Okay, what are the things that if you were going to have a revolution, you would need to have? You'd need to have control of the financial sector. You'd need to have control of the schools. You'd need to have control uh, of, um, of the police force, the army. Uh, I had like 12 or 15 items up on the board. And most of them, I thought, not going to happen. Um, they have all happened now but i've looked at all of those things and i've tried to piece the puzzles together i mean you've watched me do it for 20 years okay the tides foundation but who's really behind the tides foundation and how does that work and oh my gosh george soros we keep following him here here's hillary clinton but what does that mean how is how is the weather underground involved again what happened there and we would find the same people over and over again I continued to do that about three years ago. I put together a chalkboard and I said, I can't tell you how and in what order these are going to happen. But these are the eight steps that lead to the end of the chapter of America and the beginning of a new chapter of what will be called America. Uh, And the last thing on it was the trust implosion where we will be. We will believe Nothing, no one will be believable and there'll be a trust implosion. And that's when the real trouble begins, because all of the big players begin to unite and our enemies across the sea see us as weak and they begin to unite. And I said at the time, then a war will come because war always comes in these times because it's the easiest way to reset everything without everyone going crazy. Okay, you do it in peacetime, you can't do that. You need a crisis, and a war is the only thing that can go on and on and on, that by the time you're done with it, you don't even remember who you were. You just are glad that it's no longer happening. Okay? Something has changed in me in the last two weeks, and that is this. I'm no longer looking for pe- I'm no longer driven to look for the pieces other than the pieces of timing. I since I started doing the research for the book, The Great Reset, two years ago. That has everything in it you need that that is the story. That is how it's going to happen, period. It is. I don't know what's going to come first. I don't know how they're going to deal with it, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm no longer looking for. For instance, tonight's show on BLM. Why would I do BLM now? 
Why am I exposing BLM? You will understand BLM and what it was really about, and you will see it through the eyes of the Great Reset for the first time, and everything makes sense. Every bit of that makes sense. It is remarkable. And by the way, who's coming in to clean up BLM? Do you know they don't even have an office? We don't know how much money they even really made. Nobody really has a handle on that. Everything's sketchy. We don't know who's even running it. Hmm. We, we know that they have at least $90 million. Who's even running it? It's a fascinating story, but we do know who's coming in to clean it up. Mark Elias. Know who he is? He's the guy who uh, oversaw the, um, uh, the Steele dossier. He's the guy who was the Clinton, the Clinton conduit that did all of that. He's the guy who went every, into every blue state and said, change the election law. Let's get these Facebook things into your town. He's that guy. Uh, plus another Clinton advisor. Wait until you see this tonight. It'll blow your mind. Anyway, the thing that has changed in me is I'm no longer driven. And believe me, it's not something I can stop. I'm not driven to figure it out anymore. I, for the very first time, and this came to me completely unexpectedly and uh, kind of freaked me out. <laughs> I've been looking for 20 years. What is it going to look like when it comes? I haven't had a second to think, what does it look like after? And I've, I've known, you know, these things are going to be, you know, part of it, but I haven't looked at like my life, your life. I can speak generally what it's going to look like, but how does the individual handle this? What is their life going to be like? That's where I am now. And that's a big deal for me, at least. That's a massive tripwire for me because I don't know the timing. I don't, I, I, I don't know exactly what order it's going to happen, but I know the players and I know the device And that's where I would like to see anybody who's willing to go there to start going there. You have to understand the Great Reset. And again, tonight, we'll go over the BLM aspect. And it, when you look at it and you understand the Great Reset, you're like, oh, my gosh. How did we not? If we would have had the Great Reset as the decoder ring, we would have seen so much. Get the book, The Great Reset. It's available in stores now. Once it's sold out, I don't think it'll ever go into print again. There's even a bigger paper shortage now. But get it while it's available in paper. It's a hardbound copy. You can get it wherever books are sold. Get it now. And when you get there and you understand and you can at least, you don't have to believe that a new digital programmable currency coming that's crazy when you can say to yourself i cannot dismiss anything as crazy anymore 
because everything I thought was crazy has already happened. Do I need to remind you the Pentagon verified alien spacecrafts? Okay. Do I need to remind you of that? Probably because most people are going, every time I say that to somebody, they're like, what? When? During COVID. Nobody paid attention. It's like something that we thought, well, this, what would happen to religions if we found out that there was aliens? What would happen to the society? And would we all buy nothing? The answer is nothing. Nothing would happen when we verify nothing would happen. So don't tell me that something is too crazy to think about. It is only those who think out of the box entirely that will make it through and be able to lead others. Do not put your faith in man. Do not put your faith in a party. Do not put your faith in me or whatever. Everything could be gone tomorrow. Man will always disappoint you. Put all of your faith in God. Think out of the box. And we'll make it to the other side. There are heroes that lay down their lives in service for their fellow countrymen. And it is a blessing when we who have received the benefit of these heroes sacrifices can do something to give back. Ever since 9-11, in which almost 3,000 people were killed by a terrorist attack, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been doing just that. When a first responder or military member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family to stability. For catastrophically injured veterans, first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling our most severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. And now they've got something called Operation Home Base. Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. Our nation's heroes, the people who put their lives online for us and for our freedom. Let's help. Can we? Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. All you have to do to be a part of this amazing movement is donate $11 a month at T2T.org. With inflation, you'll never even notice 11 It'll be like 20 cents soon. Uh, $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 10 seconds, station ID. All righty then. Welcome, uh, welcome to it. Glad you're here. What do you think the inflation situation is going to be? Does do you think that they're going to start raising rates aggressively, like the Volcker era era, and try to knock this out? No, because Powell's a a Volcker acolyte. Like he Mm -hmm. he's a big proponent of Volcker. Looks him as the uh, these are Fed chiefs, by the way, um, looks at him as the example. He's the guy who came in late Carter administration, early Reagan administration, jacked the rates up, knocked out inflation and led to multiple decades of of prosperity. You don't think that's going to be so something. unless you read what is it like the Baker report? <laughs> I, got, I got a friend who uh, sent me something and it was like the banker. 
nerd.com. It was some newsletter that only bankers read. Uh, I'm a nerd.com. Yeah, I'm yeah. a nerd.com. Anyway, um, it talked about there is a major bank that is in trouble. $150 billion they had to loan last week to this bank. We don't know which one of the big banks it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but they're already in trouble. You with Russia possibly today defaulting on their on their loans it's gonna and that's going to happen whether right. it's today or not it's which gonna will set the cdo market on fire that's what happened in 08 you can't you just can't drain this money out of the society you're going to need more liquidity um mm. but he has to make some moves or the people who understand how inflation works they're gonna start going okay fed's done Done. Yeah. They have no credibility. And they're, what they're telling people now or signaling is that they're going to raise rates, but not to those levels of the early yeah. 80s. It will take, if it was 20 percent, 20 percent interest rate yeah. in uh, in the 1980s, what would it take to suck all of this money back? OK, At 20. Let's say it's 20 percent. For how many years would it take? What about the, what about three percent? Because that's I, that's the target I've heard. That's the target you've heard. Three percent. They want to raise it to three percent. It's basically okay, at zero so, now. So what you have to do, uh, look at our national debt, 30 trillion dollars mm-hmm. and add three percent to that. Thirty trillion. Mm-hmm. Do the quick math. Thirty trillion by three percent interest. How, how much of our budget is uh, eaten up just by interest payments alone yeah i mean we'd have to get brian Riedel on from the yeah. manhattan institute to give us these calculations yeah, i mean but that's that's what happens yeah. that's what happens it's not just ours it's the federal government at, at like four or five percent interest yeah, i think the entire thing the entire budget is eaten by interest rates so how are you going to solve that one <gasps> hey a new dollar would be a good idea Ooh. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay, I want to talk to you about gold. Um, I do not buy it for um, an investment, although I bought my gold, gosh, 20 years ago. And when I first started talking about it, it was about $400 an ounce. If you would have, if you would have bought it, um, you know, uh, just a few years ago, you would make money as well. Um, it is a long-term thing, but I will tell you, I buy it for as a hedge against insanity. When the world goes crazy, it destroys itself, and then it returns to the gods of the copybook headings, and they go back to gold. That is coming. China's doing it right now. I want to tell you about the special that's happening at Goldline right now. With every graded $5 gold Indian purchased, you're going to receive one of the unique silver Mind Your Business bars at no cost. Call Goldline now. Ask them, why does Glenn, what does Glenn buy? Why did he buy it that way? Find out from Goldline. If you're already a client, you can call them for additional bonuses. But call them to find out right now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Great Reset, the new book from Glenn Beck, is available at bookstores everywhere and at glennsnewbook.com. Christopher Bedford, the founding partner of Wright Forge, which if we have time, I want to talk to you about. 
Give, send, go. Sure made a huge mistake by not being a partner with um, you. Uh, you're also the senior editor of The Federalist. Um, and I wanted to bring him in because he has a uh, uh, he has an article out two years after lockdowns. The West troubles aren't ending. They are just beginning. So, by the way, welcome. A great uh, article. Thank Lay you. it out. Thank you for thanks for having me. Uh, looking at this covid, the end of covid policies are kind of happening right now. People are feeling springtime is here. It's mm-hmm. return to normalcy. The, the masks are finally going off the children. This morning, the masks went off kids in D.C. Uh, sc- public schools for the first time. And people have this inter- this reaction to say, we, we, can, we can move on. But I don't think that COVID, is, this is the end of an era. I think this is just the beginning of an era that we're entering to in the West. We've just made a mat. We, over the last two years, we have changed our relationships with every single major aspect of our society. Mm-hmm. Our churches, we have a different relationship with because a lot of them were closed for periods of time. They, they knelt before the secular. Yeah, a lot of people fell away and never returned. About 20%, I think, less, mm-hmm. less seats in the pews right now because people who use... People who told you the sacraments are essential to, to eternal life or just said, don't worry, you might get sick. Mm-hmm. That's a break in faith. Uh, our, our relationships with the teachers are completely different than they were. The parents are now under the, under the boot of teachers. They're in charge. Parents weren't even allowed into their schools to check on their kids or mm-hmm. make an appointment for years. Our relationship with the politicians are completely different. They now, and, and the bureaucrats, they make the rules. We just answer them. We're all in this together. You're selfish to say otherwise. Our relationship even with the police, if you're in a place like New York City or California, with police officers who are already under assault all over the country, now have to come in and arrest people with their children for dining out. Our relationships, even with healthcare workers, someone who always thought, well, these folks are on our side. Now they're saying a husband who's dying of COVID can't be with his wife who's dying of COVID. They have to die alone. You can't see your parents when they're dying. You can't visit someone who's got terminal cancer or hold your baby after you have one because somebody might get COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. We've the entire West's interactions with our with our society have completely fundamentally altered. And now everyone just wants to move on. But this is when I think when historians look at this, just the way they used to look at Black Tuesday was the kickoff, the stock market crash mm-hmm. and the Dust Bowl and eventually World yep. War Two. They're going to look back and say COVID was a kickoff, the lockdowns, not the disease, the human reaction to kick off to the stagflation we're risking, these these wildly fluctuating fuel prices or well, land war in Europe. This is going to be the beginning of what defines a pretty dark era for the American people. We need to wrap our heads around it. What if does we're that mean deal with to it. you? It means that this is going to be a very, very trying time. And in the, what way? For the American people, because we're going to be pushed into all kinds of different policy decisions. Like you talk about all the time, the Great Reset, mm-hmm. at a time when what's made the American ex- regime possible for all these years is a thriving middle class uh, Christian beliefs and strong church attendance, uh, uh, civil and civic institutions that keep mm-hmm. us going, and every one of those things has been weakened. And entrepreneurship, and entrepreneurship, the small business, the people who were absolutely wiped out. One of my uh, co-founders at Right Forge was had a thriving catering company and event space down in Washington D.C. doing over a thousand events. He ended up staying with me for a period of time during COVID because he lost everything. And fortunately, he's been able to hire most of those employees back for Right Forge. But the entrepreneur class was smashed. Now, if we're going to enter this era where people, the elites are trying to say, we're doing a big reset, we're changing this world, we're going to make it in our image. And we lack the civic institutions, the middle class, the economy to really push back, then we're in trouble. And I got news to you, electing a bunch of Republicans, which is going to happen in a year, and to D.C. is not going to fix it. Not going to fix it. It needs to be local. Actually, talking to Ricky yesterday, 
uh, kind of Sorry, blew my mind. Producer of TV, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, uh, that's all right. Talking to Ricky yesterday blew my mind because she said, you know, two years ago, no one knew the name of the county judge in Dallas. Mm -hmm. No one was paying attention to the local politicians. People, San Francisco couldn't name their school board. Loudoun County couldn't name their school board. So if there's going to be a revival, which we really do need in a spiritual and a political sense, the local politics of it or what's going to drive it. People seizing that. I was talking to a pastor just this weekend and he said, I've just disconnected. I don't know what's going on in the world. I'm just kind of focusing on my thing. And I'm like, pastor? You better wake up because things are happening and they're on your doorstep and your people need are going to need to know how do I weather this? How do I weather this? If you are not as a pastor speaking out right now, it's why your pews are becoming more and more empty. Quite honestly, you didn't have enough to offer to be able to have people understand through a biblical sense what they're seeing it, with their own eyes. When you see the American great revivals that we've had and we're famous for, those weren't pastors who simply opened up the church doors and said, I hope someone comes in. They were people who rode on horseback and in carriage thousands and thousands of miles up and down the eastern seaboard, yep. talking and preaching two, three times a day to thousands and thousands of people, having a reach that a lot of modern folks would, would be amazed at their reach. And they did it just by who could hear their voice. So we need, we need exactly what you're talking about. The priests and pastors can't just open the doors and say, I hope you come in. We need to go out. We're engaged in spiritual warfare right now on the Big technological time. level, political level. And our, our people need to understand that they don't, our, our, our religious leaders don't serve governors and mayors. They are princes of the church. They should address each other as equals, not as servants, and go out there and realize that they're the people who save this country. You know, it's, um, I've mentioned this a couple of times today because I think it's, it's worth say, saying. Um, was it the grand leadership of any politician in the world, let alone ours, uh, that that got Nike and Adidas and, you know, Pornhub and all of these gigantic corporations to pull out of Russia? No, it wasn't our politicians. It wasn't a government. It, it was the Great Reset. It is these corporations who have now put us in a situation to where... We're on the edge with Russia, and the American people or its representatives haven't really even spoken yet. And it, it's a little concerning that we are just going along for the ride, and we're not recognizing that we're in the backseat. I wonder what we could do to make Pornhub pull out of the United States. I would like yeah. that policy. Yeah. <laughs> but the, exactly. I think this is part of the, some of what we've gone through in the last two years with COVID, where this whole disinformation, this censorship, this shutting you down, this deplatforming you became almost normal. Don't worry, it's for the good of us all. It's for health. The doctors are in charge. That switched pretty seamlessly to seeing people, Republican senators or, or, or daytime talk show hosts uh, on The View, calling for the investigation and imprisonment of those who say, hold Correct. on a second. Why is why am I fighting Putin right now? I understand what's going on is awful over there, but why is this an American war? And you see all these folks kind of coming out and just saying we should we need to do a no fly zone. We need to, and, and and that sounds nice. It sounds it nice. It does. Sounds like World War Three. It sounds like World War Three. It's not a humanitarian action. That's called putting jets in the air with Russian jets at the yes. same time in a way that they're going to fight. And that's how they get their foot in the door to uh, for for the war that a lot of folks want. You know, it's really disturbing to see, like you said. Tulsi Gabbard is called a tool for, just for questioning, 
just for questioning. She's now a tool for the Russian state and should be investigated. Tucker Carlson should be investigated and uh, possibly face prison time. Uh, Russell, uh, Russell Brand, they're now coming after him as well. If we don't stop this uh, destroying any idea of freedom of speech and, you know, toleration of another opinion. We don't make it very long. And that's, that's part of what COVID did. That's yeah. what the lockdowns did. It's it did. disinformation. That's such a freaky word. It's just like the, that phrase, you're on the wrong side of history. It dehumanizes your opponents. It makes you on the right side. So, but we have said this. We have many of the things that people who were said, you know, that's disinformation turned out to be right. COVID is over. And <laughs> the masks. And, yeah. And uh, what's his name? Fauci. I, I mean, I think he's in the FBI witness protection program at this point. I haven't seen him at all. And it's hard to keep him away from a camera. It's really hard. Um, so we have this. People know it, but nobody's standing up. Why? Why? Why is there this disconnect from what people know and standing up? And it seems to only have happened at the schools, really. The schools, I think, and I hope that that's the beginning of something that's broader because it's getting these folks who are involved. I was really hopeful that the Tea Party was going to lead to more local involvement, but Me it too. seemed like after some of the, the big, great rallies we had, the prayer rallies that you had, that a lot of it kind of faded away. People went back because they was comfortable, but yeah. the left has made things so uncomfortable for the last two years. I'm hoping that folks do get involved, and I'm really hopeful of the Supreme Court ruling on Roe v. Wade uh, or on abortion, because that is going to put it back politics to a local level. It will. That's going to make people, it suddenly really matters who your state representative is, Mm because that decides whether or not there's baby sacrifice in your state or not. The left and right will be reinvigorated, reinvigorated, and this whole kind of just national news cycle that we live on, people will start to realize it's actually my town meetings that matter. It's my state meetings that matter. That's what drives this country. That's, that's what built this country. But at the same time, we have big tech. They're not going to take their, their their foot off of our throats. The Amazon Web Services shutting down internet servers for Donald Trump uh, right after the riots. They're they're going to keep on trying to censor and putting this down. So that's what we're doing with Right Fortress. What you guys do with the Blaze is just trying to build that alternative because we can't rely on the corporate so media. So tell people about Right Forge if if they don't know because I think this would have been the answer for Give Send Go. Mm-hmm. And I think they were with you for a while, and then and they dropped out, and and yeah, look so they, what we worked to together them. for a few days, and they were, they were great folks, but they ended up going in a different direction from ours, and then they were hacked shortly after, yeah. because those hackers are out there trying to destroy you, whether you're Texas Right to Life hackers attacking them, the anonymous group of hackers. Uh, what we do is we build internet servers. the The libertarians have always said in D.C. If you don't like it, go build your own. But they didn't, a lot of them didn't actually mean that because they were actually working <laughs> with big tech. Right. So we went out, Parler went out and they built their own alternative to Twitter. And then the powers that be just decided that they were going to destroy them for completely spurious reasons. The New York Times and CNN would just cheer it on like it was a victory for free sure. speech over disinformation. And the American dream was just shot in public. The idea that you, if you don't like something, do, do it better. The, so we started an internet server company because suddenly the infrastructure that the websites are built on has become a political, politicized war zone. Now, we're just trying to make one that is a bill of rights for internet infrastructure. It's just American, American infrastructure. I don't care what your politics are. I want you to be free to express them, I don't, what your business is. What, people should be able to f- be free to express themselves as we are in this country. 
The laws that govern what we say sh and do should be made by the people's representatives, not by the terms of your user agreement in Silicon Valley. You know, what you have done would have been championed by the libertarian and by the uh, the left, even, I bet, more so than the right 25 years ago. It's been know? such a shift. It's such a crazy shift, you know, and it's put everybody... You know, if you're if you're at all awake, puts you in a situation where thinking people are finding themselves in the room and allies with people that the rest of the world said you you should hate. Yeah, I you mean, know it's weird. Glenn Greenwald and Elon Musk, yeah. Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump, and Glenn Beck walk yeah. into a room together. Yeah. it's like you, I wouldn't have believed that five years ago, but now <laughs> it's all happening. Either. It is crazy. It is really crazy. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. This is uh, Christopher Bedford. He is the founding partner of Right Forge. You should check Right Forge out. Also, senior editor of the Federalist. You guys are doing extremely important work right now. Thank you very much. Thank you. I read it every day. Uh, the Federalist, uh, dot com you can find or rightforge.com. Back in a minute. All right, let me tell you about Carmen. She wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, 25 years ago, I had an accident. A 18 different specialists said that I would need to learn how to live with pain, which I was doing until I found out about Relief Factor and gave it a try. Now I have relief and I can walk without pain again. Seriously, thank you. Carmen, welcome to the club of people who have gotten their life back. If you have pain, you don't have to live that way every day. Now, this doesn't work for everybody, but 70% of the people who try Relief Factor for a three-week trial period go on to order more month after month. I'm one of them. You take it three times a day, and I'm telling you, I, I don't, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to give you ibuprofen 800. Shut up. That doesn't work for me. Uh, I didn't think, you know, controlling my inflammation would actually do anything. It has changed my life. It may change yours as well. Call them now. The number is 800, the number four relief, 800 for relief or relieffactor.com. The Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> I just I look up at one of my monitors and I see once again Joe Biden blaming Putin for high gas prices. Yep, yep, that's that's why. By the way, have you noticed the price of oil has dropped again? Yeah, falling now. Yeah. We're off of our high and gas mm -hmm. prices as well. Now, why would that be, Stu? Well, the what they're talking about is that there is a current Chinese shutdown. Mm -hmm. uh, going on yep. with the with covid they tried to do zero covid obviously omicron not doesn't really like to play that game yeah. so now they're getting hit with it and they're doing all sorts of shutdowns and huh. the economy's turning down which means see people will look at that and go price of oil's going down that's great okay the price of oil going down makes absolutely no sense when we're on the verge of war, mm -hmm. okay, and we're but, at war with a guy with a guy who does ten percent of the oil, okay, it shouldn't be going down. It should be like wheat. However, there's even more good news. It's going down. That's right. I said it. It's great. Why is it going down? Well, if China. China's shutting down. You got one point four billion people uh, in a country that is dealing with shutdowns, but. What does that mean for our supply chain? Thank you. I mean, I, uh, the inflation thing's going to get worse. 
Yeah, Even and your weight does go down in the short everything. period, short term. You know, your weight for everything is going to get worse and worse and worse. I mean, it's that. It is. Uh, I'm, I'm never going to get a new car. I mean, that's just. I've now deleted. I mean, I think this weekend is seven months of waiting for for a new car. Seven months. What what country do we live? This is the United States of America. This is supposed to be seven minutes. I'm supposed to be ordering this online. It's supposed to show up later this afternoon. That's what's supposed to happen. Seven I months. I waited a year for a, for a stove and like 14 months for a dishwasher. We had a year for a faucet. That, that A faucet. Yeah. I. Well, the good news is it's going to get worse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tonight, you want to understand the world? Uh, you want to understand the Great Reset? I'm going to take you back to BLM, and you're going to see it with entirely different eyes. It's important because of the scandal that is there and the connections that are there. We are uh, we're going a hunting for corruption tonight. BLM, 9 p.m. only on BlazeTV.com/slash Glenn. The Glenn Back.